I think that's the mark that we miss on as leaders sometimes is that we have the best news in the world and we want to, we have the right answer and we want to dominate the conversation. But I think there's people around us, even in this room, that just need to be seen. In order for them to continue to do this ministry first priority, in order for them to continue the calling place in their life, folks, they just need to be heard. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Well, hey, Steve. Welcome back to the First Party Podcast. Hey, Brad. Good to see you. It is good to be here. It Welcome, is. everybody, to the show once again. Uh, we've got a great show in store for you, and we're excited to jump into it. Absolutely. Should we start with a story today? Story time with Steve. I like it very much. Lives on. That name continues to grow on me. Uh, I'm stuck. I'm going to continue to just be there. But for those of you on the podcast, you can hear the crinkling of paper I have in my hand. Uh, the 25 years of first priority in South Florida. They sent out a, it's almost a magazine. It's a small magazine. It's a small Absolutely. magazine uh, just documenting 25 years of ministry. And I did not know this. Chris Lane, well, I knew Chris Lane, um, the founder of First Priority South Florida, but he had actually heard about First Priority in Birmingham yep. when he went to college yep. in Samford. I did not know that. Oh, really? Back in the night. No, I oh, yeah. never heard that. I thought... You know, Benny came through South Florida and he caught wind of it and yep, type of that's thing. That's a major but part of the story. He was in Birmingham and knew about Birmingham it. Birmingham in uh -huh. the 90s. Yep. And uh, Mark well, Roberts is going to take, by the way, Mark Roberts is going to take um, credit for that. Credit, yes. Right. Well, of course. Obviously. Yeah. He's the reason we're all here right now. Exactly. Mm hmm. This is the reason we met on that January 2008 Gosh. Escalator Everybody at Universal make Studios. It stop. Make it stop. <laughs> but after 25 years, um, I mean, they're 200 plus schools influenced, um, give or take. Right now, as far as middle and high school goes, 172 clubs, 564 decisions for Christ with 82 church connections involved in all of that. So love that. Uh, we love that as well. Uh, it's a great story to, to just know Chris and Fred have been around there. Fred started uh, year two. If you go to firstparty.cc, you'll be able to see a picture of both of those boys yeah. and their staff. Um, it's just an amazing story of how God has just worked through the years, the longevity, the faithfulness, and influencing thousands, thousands, tens, tens of thousands, yeah, if sure. not hundreds of thousands for of sure. lives with the gospel. Yep. Because yep. yeah, we just never know. And it's part of that thing. What what the whole Birmingham thing for me uh, made me think about the butterfly effect by Andrea yeah. Andrews. Yeah. Where. Uh, Chris hears the wind, the, the inklings of this getting started in Birmingham in the 90s and carries that down to Florida, just influences. Well, they have 5,000 kids begin a relationship with Jesus every year. So 25 years of that, that is 100,000, 125,000 kids. If that, if that were consistent through the years, we knew it yeah. grew. Yeah. That's where they've peaked, right? Yeah. But even the student leaders that have been developed... Those student leaders in 2004 have walked through their school, learned how to share the gospel, shared the gospel, and those people influence, plus the student leaders go out and influence their workplace. Who knows the, the effects of what Chris and Fred have done through the years in South Florida? Well, and there's multiple staff then also multiplying Correct. that effect, right? Yep. So then you talk about Sean Hall in St. Louis, and you talk about yeah. Aaron up in Tennessee 1, and you start, I was going here. you start talking about the staff that are outside of Florida. Correct. 
They have a staff page here on their flyer plus for those of you watching on YouTube. But yeah, plus, yeah, Sean Hall was a youth pastor, or not a youth pastor, he was a student. He was a student, and Aaron was a youth pastor, right? Yep. So there's there's great effect there just in being faithful for that long. Correct. Just super cool. It's very cool. Well, that sums up today's stories. Story time with Steve. Story time with Steve. Where are we headed today in our podcast? Uh, we are heading back to the fall conference, and we have the honor of listening to Natalie Kenny Stud uh, share a devotion. Uh, she shared the devotion Wednesday morning at the fall conference, okay. and uh, I'm not going to steal any thunder. Nope. I'm just going to say, hey, this was very inspirational, and let's listen in. Let's do it. We start off at our clubs, uh, just a little side thing where... Each week, I'll send out a random question to our volunteers and our club mentors and all that. And that, you know, random question could be, if you could only eat one thing the rest of your life, what would it be? Chicken wings. Chicken wings. Steak. Steak. What we got? What we got? Dessert. Dessert. That's not, yeah, let's be specific, right? Anything. Cheese? Cheese. He is not lactose intolerant. So here's the deal. So what it is, and you just, you just segue right into it, is that, so we start off with clubs. I don't care if you have a club for 15 minutes or if you have a club for 55, which is a small youth group. Um, our, our volunteers, our club mentors, make sure that each student gets asked that question. So if you can eat something. And here's the deal. Here's why. Because we want to make sure that they're seen and that they're heard. See, today you guys made sure that each other was seen and at the end somebody was heard. Right? And so, um, I just, first of all, I just want to welcome you to the state God called me to. Um, Texas is a big state. And nine years ago, he called us here. So I'm just so grateful for those of you who stuck around for the last session. I, I kind of made a joke to, uh, I did make a joke to Sandy. I'm like, put me on this. Everybody's leaving and going home. Smart girl. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, thank you, Tony, my high person. Um, <laughs> I, got a, I got that one up here in a minute, Tony. Don't worry. But <clears throat> so for the last few years, I have missed a national conference. Um, you know, we've been, we've been short-staffed, uh, it's been Shane and I for, for nine years, and so we just, you know, one of us had to stay back, and uh, so I always did, but I knew I couldn't miss this, and I want to share with you um, why. Each one of us came here to this conference on purpose. I don't know what that is, but you came here on purpose for a purpose. See, we, we pick things in our lives that we're going to be intentional about. That's been our word um, for first party in our area is just intentional. Intentionality. Shane used to always, for my daughters, give them a random word in a week, and they would have to use it the whole week in a sentence just to be funny. One of his favorite words was intentionality. And so as we headed into the school year, we realized that we were going to be intentional, on purpose, for a purpose. Uh, that was just that was just that's just who we are. That's what separates us. You guys have heard that these last two days. It was so cool because we just have that same language. But I know you guys came here intentionally. You put it on your calendar. You scheduled it on purpose for a purpose. But what was that purpose for? Some of you might have come to to hear how to raise funds. 
You might have come because you weren't, um, I heard um, C's and want to know, like, how do I deal with other clubs on campus? You know, I've heard other people, how do I ask for money or how do I get volunteers? So, so you guys came for, on purpose, for a purpose. So I want to share with you what mine was. Because as I was coming up, you have to realize this isn't my wheelhouse to stand in front of a bunch of adults and talk. It's just, it's just not. not. It's not so my wheelhouse to stand in front of a bunch of students and speak. That's why I love first priority being a student-led club. But what is mine, as uh, Shay and I prayed about me coming, was that I wanted to make sure that everyone that I encountered these last two days felt seen and heard. I wanted you to know that I see you. Whoever I sat with at a table, whoever I waited in line with, um, whoever I talked to in the hallway, I wanted to make sure that you felt seen and heard. I don't care if you only have five students coming to your club or you have 500. You matter. I see you and I want to hear your stories. I want, to, I want you to know that I see your struggles, but I also see your victories. That in this room, it's, 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 it's unity. It's not West Texas. It's not Michigan. Oh, I can't believe I said that word. I'm a Buckeye. Wow. The, the state up north. I know. I didn't know that until after the hire. Um, that's right. I love it. But here's why is because, you know, Shay and I, we sat last night. I don't know what we thought. I, we don't, so we haven't stayed up until two o'clock since we were kids, probably playing Yahtzee. And that, how do I know that I am seen and I'm heard as a believer? How do I know that God sees me and God hears me? Where am I seeing this in scripture that I am so confident in who I am that as an introvert, I will step out and make sure that others are seen and heard? And I'm just reminded that, first of all, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, but I also love this that I'm created in his image. And I think it was Justin that said, and it was good. I'm good. Right? So if God values me, I should value what God values. And so I see value in you. It doesn't matter if I am just starting out here at first priority, if I've been doing it for 20 plus years. I have not. But I see you. I hear you. I want to know your stories. Because see, if you left here today, not feeling like you had a purpose, I take that personal. Because, see, I have to carry that over to who I am in ministry. So how does that carry over to my calling? Well, this is how it does for me. Growing up, I never felt seen or heard. How many of you guys grew up? In, now, my parents weren't to this extreme, but as a child, you were to be seen but not heard. Parents had late-night card games or different things like that, but you could be seen but not heard. And we've really messed that up along the way. So as an introvert, I didn't mind that very much that I wasn't seen or heard because, man, I would just have a, you know, I'd, have, I'd be fine by myself. But when it changed for me was this, and it was a part of my story that Shane had, had shared yesterday. There was a lot of people that I probably should have seen in high school. I should have taken notice. I love the story of Michael. 
Yes, I was talking to, I mean, golly, I know everyone has stories for days, but I'm going to go back to you, Justin, and I love that because Michael needed to be seen in order for giving us opportunity for him to hear. But we had to see him first. We had to earn that right so that he would hear us. But you see, I never knew that I had to see people and hear them. So I find myself my senior year as a believer. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I've accepted him. I have something to talk about, but I didn't know it. I didn't know that I was supposed to share. I was that kid that you all probably wanted in your youth group. I would go and read to the um, nursing home. I mean, I loved that. My dad, we would do bus ministry, all those different things, but I didn't know how to share my faith. I didn't know how to start the conversation. And then I realized that I had encountered friends that didn't feel seen by me, let alone heard. And that would change the trajectory of my life. Because I knew then, at the age of 17, I want to say that I became this rock star leader. No, no, no. Um, but I knew at that moment that there wouldn't be someone that I didn't sit by or talk to that wasn't seen or heard. That's the thing I think we must miss on. I think that's the mark that we miss on as leaders sometimes is that we have the best news in the world and we, want to, we have the right answer and we want to dominate the conversation. But I think there's people around us, even in this room, that just need to be seen. In order for them to continue to do this ministry first priority, in order for them to continue the calling place in their life, folks, they just need to be heard. And I don't mean by the loudest voice in the room because by no means is that me. I think it means by intentional conversation with others. And in doing that, I believe that you will have intentional conversation about the gospel. God has placed some young men in our lives through first priority. Um, April 23rd of this past school year, we had the, I had the privilege of a young man uh, raising his hand. I didn't know that the card and uh, filled it out. Shortly after I filled out the card, I didn't know that Christian had filled the card out. His teammate um, came to me and said, Miss, um, no, I think he said ma'am, because you have to realize where I'm at. You go from miss to ma'am if they respect you. You're miss until they do. So, um, ma'am, Christian's getting ready to have surgery tomorrow. Would, could you pray for him? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. Got our, our volunteers. We're like, hey, um, do you mind if we just like, put our hand on you? Could we pray for you? And so we prayed for Christian. Well, I'm holding the cards from um, our gospel presentation time, and um, I look down, and I'm like, Christian, did you, did you check the top box? We're always very mindful of the top box. And he's like, yes, ma'am. I'm like, stay the day you began a relationship with him, and yes. And so we went on, and a student gave him a Bible, and it was just like, oh, this is so great. For us, this is what I share. I just want you to know every single week, this is for free. I tell students at our club, I have a club that I get to be a club mentor at. I mean, it's my school. It's, this, it's, it's the stairs that I, I wept over nine years ago. And while the students may have changed, the heart for me hasn't. And I tell them, listen, guys, I'm so excited you're here. We, we wrap up for encounter week. We have our club mentor come back up and just kind of wrap it up or piece it back together. And I always tell them this, first priority goes for 28 weeks. That's all we go in our area due to holidays. But the church is 52 weeks. While I love first priority, I love the local church more. 
So I want you guys to get plugged in. I said, you know, remember, we're intentional. I want you to intentionally get plugged into a church. So we're one week out from club being over this past year. And so we have a big post-it note and club leaders get to write down their church. Our club mentors get to write down their church. You have to realize where I'm at. None of these kids go to church. So I'm like, pick a church. Cause guess what? Next week's our last week with you. But remember, don't forget the church is open 52 weeks. First party is only 28. Get plugged into local church. Christian comes up to me. He points. He says, miss, I want to, I, I want to go with you. I don't know what about this says I want to go with you, but he says I want to go with you. Here's the deal, because he knew what love looked like because he had been seen and heard, just so you know. Maybe not by his fellow students because we're working on that, but by an adult leader. So since Mother's Day of this year, Christian has gone to church with Shane and I. Every Sunday, every Wednesday. Well, not just Christian, but he's on the O-line. So we got another O-line kid he's going to invite, right? We're at the football game. We decide that, okay, this is a season we're in. He says, Miss, would you go to my game? Well, that game, if you're in Texas, everything is in hours. Um, where is it at? Abilene? Okay. We don't live near Abilene. It's an hour game, maybe. It's a JV, it's a JV Red. So I said, okay. So we get to the game, but, and here's where I want to go with this. So we get to the game, we show up, and you know, we sit down. And So I see this, this kid, and, and when I say, I mean, now he's 16, and I don't even know, what, 6'3"? You can't not see him, right? But then, but doesn't mean that he's not seen. And so we get to the game, and I see him walking up. He's going to be, I guess, you know, he's the captain. He's heading around. And he takes his helmet off, and this is what I watch him do. Puts his helmet back on. He plays the game. You know what? Because he was seen. Gave me an opportunity to be heard. Fast forward two weeks later, now we've got another kid. We're running the bus ministry now, if you're wondering. Um, trying to compete with Larry in the clothes closet, but um, a young man, Keith, decided that he wanted to pray at the end zone with, with this young man. So I said, well, you know, you want you invite Keith to church? We'll figure it out wherever he lives. Mind you, he lives in West Texas, uh, or West Side. He lives at Unit 3. That's where Christian lives. He's his own guardian. Just turned 16 years old. And uh, that's what happens here in Texas to keep you out of the system. They say you're old enough to be your own guardian. So we pick up Keith. We make our truck around. It takes us 30 minutes before we start heading to church. So we go to the football game. Keith's on de defense, and so I got to watch both sides. And uh, I said, Keith, I saw you looking up in the stands this past Thursday, and I mean, I'd love to meet your family because we as first party never get to meet the students' family unless, well, the grocery store or something like that by chance, right? I said, so if your parents are there, man, I'd love to meet them. He goes, no, miss, I was just looking for you. Because he needs to be seen. We all want to be seen with the opportunity to possibly be heard. Shane, I now have three young men who no one saw at a first party club that we now just tote with us. We have the fourth one. His name is Roddy. We're excited. You know, the sad thing is they share CPS stories in our car. But my, and while I was here, I, I heard the, the tragic stories of, of what's going on with Christian. 
Um, he said, you know, I want to share with you. I'm ready to talk. So here we are here, and I'm reading this paragraph from this kid, and, and I just called him. I said, no, I need you to hear me. I need you to hear my voice. I need you to know that I see you, I find value in you, and I hear you. But I think that's the same for all of us. You guys pour so much in first priority into students. You guys talked about, I mean, J.D. Simpson, was, it was amazing when I was listening, like, you're still in my stuff, buddy. But it's so true that you don't have anyone to come back to to cheer you on. And I don't want it to be just once a year that you guys feel seen or heard. It was so nice today to not just see you on Facebook, but to just hear your voice. I just want you to know that from me. So what'd you come here for? We all do things intentionally, but you came here for a purpose on purpose, right? And so what was that? Did we meet you where you were at? Is there something that I could do better? Is there something that we as a community of campus ministries could do better? Because for me, what I do here, I can't ask a student to do something I'm not willing to do myself. I don't want to just show up at a club and, you know, oh, there's the, no, I want to be the one that they see at the store that says, no, come alongside me. If I'm asking a student to invite another student to church, I have to be willing to take one myself. Yes? I'm not done with youth. My Friday nights aren't free. I firmly believe I'm not promised tomorrow, so it's how I treat you today that matters. It's how I see you where you're at that matters. And I think that we talked a lot about um, depression and, and suicide and all those other things that are happening with students, but I want you to know that I know that it happens here too. I know that some of you do feel alone out in the city at where you're at. So if I can leave you with nothing else, I'm going to leave you with I see you. I hear you, but more importantly, God sees God knows. And man, he cares so greatly for you. You're not alone in this. I know there's going to be moments that you feel that way. And that, but what you do matters. You matter. You don't only matter to me. You matter to the kingdom. You matter to another student. You matter to your spouse. You matter to your kids. You matter. And I hope today if you you remember that. I knew when I woke up this morning, I thought, you know what, God, I have, to, I have to be reminded daily that I matter, that someone hears me, someone sees me, and then what I have to say, I really have to earn the right. So I hope that I didn't fail you this weekend, these last two days. I hope that if I encountered you, that you felt seen and heard. I hope that I, and if I didn't, I'm going to continue to work on that. Because that's when I come here, that's what it's about. Y'all don't need to hear my stories. You need someone to hear yours. And I just want you to know it matters. So can I pray over you? God, I thank you so much for creating each, each individual in here. God, you created us so uniquely. We are all gifted in so many areas, but what we, what we use of that gifting is to grow the kingdom. And I pray that that brings honor and glory to you. Lord, I pray in these moments, I know there's are people here who just feel like they haven't been heard in a while. And God, I pray in these moments that they know you hear them, that their hearts cry out to you. 
God, I also know there's people in this room that haven't felt seen in a while. And God, I, I just pray that they are reminded today that they're seen by you. God, I thank you for loving me. I know that uh, you died on the cross for me so that I could have a relationship with you. God, I pray I'm in intentional about sharing that. God, I pray that I'm intentional about sharing the gospel with those around me. God, give me eyes to see and ears to hear, not just your word, but the people around me so that I can share you with others. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Well, Brad, as always, mm -hmm. there's no lack of passion from Natalie Kenny. Agreed. Very much so. Yeah, just her ability to articulate clearly what she believes and why she believes it. Yep. And yeah, it was good to have her at a conference again this year and not just have her as an attendee, but have her as somebody who shares. Yes. Well, I feel like at the moment I need to ask you a very important question. Uh-oh. If you could eat only one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Cereal. Cereal. Not even a second guess. <laughs> you didn't guess that at mm -hmm. all. I've been asked that so many times. Cereal. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. There's not, there's not a grain of cereal in our house right now because I'm the only one who eats it. Mm -hmm. And as I get old, I don't do it. But if you just said, hey, there's one thing, I'd have to move to almond milk, you which is more it. details than you need. <laughs> right? I, but, but cereal, man. Mm -hmm. I, I want you to be known and heard. I've, Thank you. I've heard you this morning. Thank you for that. I know you. And it's good. It's good. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, the thing that stuck out to me with Natalie was uh, she's on purpose and for purpose. Yeah. Um, I get caught up in, and I want to read even my, th this morning in my devotions, um, one of the things that says, all of us are forerunners of something or someone. Hmm. So talking about John the Baptist in, in our devotions this morning, and we herald and proclaim what's most important to us every day in our words and in our action. And that the devotion said, spend some time asking the spirit if you're proclaiming anything other than Christ." as the highest aim of your life, which is a high challenge, mm -hmm. right? What is that challenge? But as I listened to Natalie in the devotion again this morning in preparation for this, mm -hmm. I heard her say, I'm not just going to attend and follow along. I'm going to be on purpose for a purpose in yeah. everything. Good. And for me, it's convicting because I can go into first priority and do a job mm -hmm. and not be on purpose. Mm -hmm. Even though we have a great mission, we have a great vision, if I don't come to work every day on purpose, for purpose, I could be that resounding gong and that clanging cymbal that, that Scripture talks about rather than having that love and that care. Like Natalie, I mean, she's super intentional. I love that about her. And so much so that, yeah, that was an incredible challenge for us. Um, just to say, hey, what is that forerun? We're forerunning today. What, what is that effect we can have on people? You know, the other interesting thing is Shane gets talked about a lot mm -hmm. because there's so much going on down there. Yeah. Shane and Natalie are unique inside our network. Yeah. And that they are a dynamic duo. Very much so. Uh, and that they really, when you talk about Midland, you can't talk about Shane without Natalie and you can't talk about Natalie without Shane. And yep. you can't often say that in the ministry world. Mm -hmm. You can typically say, hey, there's one that's kind of taking the lead and the other serving and it can go either way. Yep. But the idea that that dynamic duo does what they do mm -hmm. with the limited amount of staff yep. in a very, very large geographic area is super cool. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Steve, I was inspired. 
I hope you were too, and I hope everybody in our audience today listening in uh, was also encouraged, inspired to be on purpose, for a purpose. You're here for that reason. And so to ask yourself, what did I, what did I come here for? What am, I, what am I doing today? Yeah, and let me leave us with this and, and be encouraged that it's the beginning of a new year. Yeah. So as you are listening to this, yep. if there are things about what Natalie said that as you said so well, mm-hmm. right? I, man, I need to question that. It's a perfect time to ask those questions. It is. And to go ahead and dig in deep. And we'd love to hear some feedback. We'd love to see you comment, like, share. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what else you'd like to talk about in the future. Thanks, Steve. That's our podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you you next week. Bye.